Anyways, hello guys. Welcome to my fifth episode. And today I am sitting here with a great friend. A friend that actually told me once that creativity is something that should be popular. I don't know, we said something like you criticized me. I don't know. But I learned a lesson that day. And that friend is. That's me, Awa Abdelkader. Yes. Awa Abdelkader from. From Stovner. Stovner, yes, yes. What did you criticize though? Continue. That was because you <laughs> criticized me. He was like, are you sure this is sustainable work? Yeah. Are you that sure was, you want to go it. into this? <laughs> and I was like, but because I am so, I was so close-minded. I, I wouldn't say close-minded, but I, I was just thinking, oh, this is such a risky game you know, to know. play. That was three years ago. Yeah. And look at me now <laughs> doing a creativity thing. Wow. <laughs> We have come far, guys. That's how the tables turn. And look at it. Wow. Allah humbles you in different ways. <laughs> in a good way, though. This was humbling in a good way. But I swear to God, I used to like think to myself, creativity, ah, that's uh, that's a field that I'll never go into. Since. That's a hobby. That's a lot of It's things. not just a hobby. I, I was scared to touch it because I got a D in yeah. my arts. And that was the worst you know grade that i've ever received in my whole life so it was like a slap in the face yeah when i was doing my gccs in the uk i got a d in that subject and i was thinking to myself you know what arts creativity no no, no. we're not doing that we're not doing it <laughs> it's not for you sarah but uh yeah he, here i am and i'm doing my podcast right now but tell us a little bit about yourself Al. can i want listeners to sort of get to know to you i We'll have random outbursts throughout this episode. I'm random I like human being like that. <laughs> Other than that, like, uh, first of all, I, my path to creativity was not like, aha, I've woken up. I'm, you know how, like, Julia Roberts, when she got dumped, I don't actually know the, the plot to eat, she pray, and love. <laughs> I don't know the plot to eat, pray, and love. But I just feel like she woke up one day and had an aha moment. I need to live on and be free. In the Eat, Pray, and Love movie, I don't know. Is that the woman that um, that was part of the other? No, it's not her. I confused her with this other actor. Julia Roberts was in. Uh, you're confusing her with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look alike. <laughs> Julia Roberts was in Pretty Woman. I I know who Julia Roberts yeah. is, but I've never watched the movie that she's in. I've never watched the movie that I'm talking about. But what I'm thinking, the plot <laughs> you heard of it? <laughs> you're just assuming the plot. I'm assuming the plot was like that one day. You know, like, white women, when they go on this journey to find themselves, yeah, yeah. and then one day they wake up and they're like, I just want to be free, and they yeah. leave everything behind? Yeah. My path to creativity was not that. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say it was like that. No, 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 it was like no. Julia was Roberts. not like that at all. I was going to storm the beat mm. and I took, um, had to forget about it. Mm. So I was taking social worker, and I was going to go into the health field. I really thought that was for me. Mm. And that was also because of my guidance counselor at mm. school. Because he was like, you you don't have that good grades. And I actually had great grades. Wow. My levels were good, good. But he was like, yeah, just take that. It'll be easier for you. You can ride through high school. Cool. I did that. Finished up in my two years. And then I was like, this ain't for me. Mm. I'm not going to take two another years mm. as a lally, get minimum wage mm. and push through for two years, break my back. 
Mm. And then knowing that uni is still waiting for me. Yeah, wow. No, thank you. So no, I, life is not for you. Allahi. <laughs> Allahi. Allah. And then that's Allah. <laughs> <humbled me. laughs> it was like, what? Go to the end. It's bitchy. Make her mother. Stop for But I was like, okay, this ain't for me. So I went and took poor big. Okay. So I took poor big at Sonance. <clears throat> Mm. from Stovna to Sonance mm. can you imagine imagine and yeah. Sonance FYI is like a white um, private school mm. and it was downtown it's where rich children come back to school and their parents pay for the you know yeah. the tuition fees because they simply were partying at Rissitidon so Rissitidon is a celebration by the way yeah, that Norwegians celebrate uh, before, after or during their graduation time yeah during so exam it's like, period, it's yeah. like two or three weeks before your exam hits, mm. and in the last day, it's always on the foundation day of Norway. Mm. But so I chose that school, so I'm going there, and imagine like I'm so Somali, mm. and I'm also from Stovner. Mm, so I got that little ghetto swag in me, <laughs> and I'm just going there with all these like, Ula, like or yeah, yeah, it was a mix of like. Sony people and mainly white people that went there. Mm. But I was like, yo, I have to push through. And poor big for my non-Norwegian people. That's like three years in one mm. type um, subject. Mm. So you you don't have any time to be social or to have a life. You're pushing yeah. through three years yeah, in, in one, one year. year. I can imagine. So I pushed through. Mm. What got me? Math. Math? Was that bully that meets you after school every day for me? <laughs> Some of us were simply not creative to do that, you know? That's not math. Just took me out. So I never got my diploma because mm. I never was able to finish math. So I kept on taking it for two years. So I, I don't remember. Don't, don't traumatize <laughs> me. Don't bring up trauma. <laughs> But like, so I'm taking it for two years. I took three years. Mm. So in 2013, I finished school. Mm. 14 and 15, I'm working. Mm. And since I was working, I was like, you know what? Let me travel. Let me find myself and do what I got to do. While also taking a month. And that was expensive. You pay two grand for each um, exam. And then you also have to pay for the books and you have to pay for like a lot of things. Yeah, the tuition fee is yeah. cool, thing, yeah. So I had to do that for two years mm. and I was like, you know what? This ain't for me. Mm. So on 2016, I was on Hoskom website, um, University College. Mm. That's mainly creative subjects or business subject as well. So I was on their site and I heard from someone that you can apply to one of their subjects and you don't need to have your full diploma mm. you can have missing one subject mm. i called them they were like it don't work like that i was okay. like so somebody tricked me <laughs> it was a lie give me high it hopes. was a lie and i was like yo why would, why would y'all do that to me because <laughs> at that point i was so ready to go to school because mm. i was still working in the health field mm. and at that point i was like listen this is really not for me mm. as much as i love to be healthcare worker I was like this is not my future aim exactly so I'm like I think at 2016 I think I was like 20 mm. so and I was like yo I have to 
something gotta change. Mm. No, I was 21, something gotta change. So then it was like, yo, but we have fog, um, fog breath, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, it's, it's a diploma, but it's not a degree. Mm-hmm. So you take it for two years. Mm-hmm. They have hella creative subjects. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my one, mm-hmm. which was um, advertising and communications. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, yo, I've always been a visual person and I've always been dabbling in that far. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's for me. Mm-hmm. So I prayed Istaqar. Mm-hmm. And I like one of the prayers that I always tell people that I've made was like, Ya Allah, if it's for me. I know it's going to be difficult, mm. but don't make it so difficult that I give up. Let me at least get through it. <laughs> that's funny. That's sorry. That's really funny because it's, it's like you're telling, okay, because when I, when I personally pray istikhara, and istikhara, by the way, for those of you who don't know, it's um, a prayer that Muslims pray and uh, it's get seeking guidance. and guidance from God um, when you're making a huge decision in your life or taking a huge step like that. So... I just pray it and I just get this, you know, um, feeling that's either positive or negative. Yeah. And, it, and most of the time it's negative. <laughs> most of the time it's negative. And I trust my Lord. So, <laughs> so but that's the thing. Me and Allah, yeah. we're one. Yeah. Oh, Legit, I trust Allah yeah. before I trust anything. Even your own mother. I trust Allah more than I trust myself. Yeah. Like, like, all, of us. all of us. So like, I was like, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Mm. So, if it's meant to be, I will, I will get through it. You get. So I already did this taqara. So now I'm like doing this like mental prayer in my head, mm. where I'm like, Ya Allah, if it's really my path, as hard as it gets, let me push through. Mm-hmm. Give me the strength to push through. So I get in. Wow. I'm like, Yo, you go in. And the thing is, I started a week after everyone started. Mm. So imagine... You're kind of behind. You feel yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm just coming in. And the mm. thing is, oh my God. I was wearing, again... How <laughs> with their entrance. <laughs> I had been in the UK a bit at that point. <sighs> what were you I wearing? I was wearing camo. <laughs> I came in uh, with... Uh, excuse me? A camo top. Black skirt. Right, black sneakers. That's okay. A green jacket on top of that. A oh. green hijab. Oh, okay. That's a bit. It's <laughs> a bit too much. <laughs> Back then, like I was still like trying to figure out what my style is, and like I'm still, what, I'm what, still figuring yeah. it out. <laughs> I, haven't I haven't found it, it yet, <laughs> guys. Help! <laughs> if anyone wants to be my personal assistant, please. Just send her some pictures on Instagram. Yeah, like just tell me what I need. We ain't got the budget for uh, <laughs> right wardrobe. Now. If you see my wardrobe, it's a mess. It's a tomato. Girl, so now I'm like, now I have like, I'm so good at finding like big, like n- nice pieces for my wardrobe, and I know what I like to go for. Mm. But back then, I was trial and error. <laughs> That was a trial and error. So you made an entrance, basically. I made an entrance, and I'm sitting in the front. The teacher has not yet introduced me. So Mm. everyone is looking like, who that? (laughs) Are we collaborating with this person? Like, why is you there? And the thing is, with creative subjects, especially at that school, Mm. there's no foreigners. So there was only two foreigners in that class, which was, like, a girl named Pete. I'm gonna use her nickname, mm. and the other one was called Ava. 
Mm-hmm. Arbor, Arbor. Mm-hmm. Bit confusing, and then some people. She was Gambian, mm. so I was like, okay, at least I have someone. Mm. It's black. Yeah, <laughs> someone of color, substance. Mm. <laughs> so you I need it when you yeah, So I stuck with her and mm. she and them, and they were telling me like, okay, so this happened, and like this, how far we are along. So we. Oh my god, advertising was the worst subject because, like, you just get thrown into it. Mm. We already had like an advertising brief mm. by the end of that week, and we'd already been like there for like two weeks. Wow. And you've already been like divided into groups. And the thing is, I got divided into a group with another girl that did not have any visual background, and I had no visual background. That was the first time we ever downloaded Adobe. <laughs> it's key, huh? And we bought like our MacBooks that year, <laughs> like that week. And then we were supposed to download Adobe. I wow. was like, I was like, I'm here now. Allah put me here for a reason. No matter how bad it is, I'm gonna get through it. You're still going with that, you know? Yeah. It's the harder for us. Yeah. <laughs> so our first presentation and the thing is they make you present in front of the whole class mm. and you have to present why you came up with this idea what's the visual background how you're gonna sell it what's the strategy everything mm. everyone had such beautiful work mm. and then us came which was like stretched out photoshop pictures and it wasn't even stretched like because photoshop back in the day yeah. you have to press um like shift and alt yeah and then drag it no shift and then drag it out mm. and then it would place it and not stretch out the picture mm. i did not know that so everything was stretched <laughs> out and there was candy hidden in certain places because we were selling <laughs> we were selling this candy bag <laughs> you know like bassett's bassett's it candy was, it was from <laughs> Bassett's candy is Sorry, licorice. It's licorice. So everyone gets stung when they see it out, and oh some are like snickering. Oh my god! What and did I'm the like, teacher say? The teacher was like, "Hmm, we see the concept, we, but why yeah. is everything dragged out like that?" And I was like, "Ma'am, you gave me no training. You so just threw like, me in here." Yeah. You can't be mad at what I give you. Then. <laughs> well, so that first semester, I made a promise to myself that I would never be embarrassed about my visuals ever again. Mm-hmm. And so I just was on YouTube day in, day out. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Every time I was testing some things out. And that's the year, like my first semester is when I decided to become a freelancer. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to be better, and I'm, if I'm going to be at my best by the end of when I finish school, mm. I'm going to have to work on it on the side. And if I'm getting paid for it, I'm not going to want to be embarrassed. Mm. You don't have some money pride. Mm. I ain't going to be embarrassed. But why are you embarrassed about it? Because this is something that you're doing. Yeah. Something that you're working on. So, but the you're putting time and effort there. One of the worst things about freelance is like, and like creative work, is like you're selling yourself mm. and your work. Yeah. So that means you will never be happy with it. You will always think that something can improve. Mm. So at, for me, it was always like, oh, I need it at least to be to the point where I'm like, 
I'm not embarrassed to send it out there. Mm-hmm. Even though it could improve a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. it's not to the point where I don't want it mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So that was the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, I survived my first year. Don't know how. But, but I think that's Allah. when growth happens. Like, you know, some people, when you when you speak to them, they're, it's it's... It's good that you didn't leave your first year because most people, when challenges like that and obstacles turn up, they give up. So you know? that was not even the biggest obstacle I I met. Yeah, well, another my obstacle second, is coming. My my <laughs> biggest obstacle was my second year. Wow. Okay, another one. I thought you, I thought you you were like you know you passed that. No, no. First I obstacle. Like I passed my exams. Yeah. The thing is, my second semester, um, my first year second semester. There were some things that happened back home in Somalia with the mm. family, mm. and we had to send money home. Mm. So we sent my tuition, mm. but I was smart. Like that Somali put money in the pot thingy. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. They don't have a word for it, in yeah. it but in English, but it's basically um, this um, it's a economy. Pot. Yeah, it's collection money where. Uh, t- a group of like 10 Somali women come together and monthly everyone will pay 2,000 and that 2,000 kronos is given to one person and it will go on until the last person has received yeah. their uh, their part. So it will go on for like 10 months, let's yeah, say. Yeah, it's always 10 months. months. Yeah. So I went in four grand a month. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to get the money in April mm-hmm. so that I could pay for my second year tuition. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't pay for your second year, no, your first year to like first year, second semester tuition, mm. you don't get into your second year. But is it a lot of money? Like for those 40 grand, listening, it's 40 grand. Oh it, no, it was actually 45, but it's gone up. So it's 45 kron. It's 45 tusen kron. Yeah. So now it's like 47, 48. That's like 4,500 British, approximately 5,000 British um, pounds. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot in Norway. I know. So. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. By January, I was like, yo, I'm not going to get caught up. Mm-hmm. So I went into the headbed. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I planned it out, mashallah. But the mm-hmm. thing is, you can plan, but Allah plans. Mm-hmm. And the world <laughs> and the world around you also plans. Mm-hmm. That'll mean yours will align with everything else. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so oh, this is such, like, not, not a lot of people know this story. Mm-hmm. Because people just think I'm just out here riding a boat of like success and just living my best life. <laughs> I cried a lot. <laughs> That's everyone. We I, all cried. Yeah, we I all cried at university. Like, but the thing is, it wasn't that bad. It was bad, mm-hmm. but like at this point, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I but, think that's what makes you strong. I mean, just overcoming those obstacles and finding uh-huh. a way out. That's when growth happens. Now I'm like, I can't leave this career path because I've already been through and You've much. been enough. You've been through enough. To now be yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had the day. April comes. No money. I'm like, oh, woo, woo. <laughs> what is happening? May comes. No money. June comes. No money. So this is the money July. that you took part of, you know, the collective yeah. money. Yeah. Like, wow. July comes. No money. Are you giving in then your four thousand? No, I think I stopped giving in at like May, mm. and something happened with the person that mm. was holding the money. Mm. Oh my god! That made it so that everything fell through and everywhere fell through. But I was the youngest, and mm. no one told me. Mm. 
So I'm waiting on the lady to tell me. She hasn't told you. She hasn't told me. Mm. And I can't find her. Mm. And the thing is, some things happened to her as well. Oy. So it wasn't something I could predict. And so she, once I found her, mm. it was already August. Oh. The, the money, the school. Yeah, the school said, asking. your semester starts 1st of September. Mm. If you do not pay by, by then... then mm. By now, it's gone to Nkaso. Mm. So by now, what I was supposed to pay that was going to be like 44, 45, is now 52. Like 12, no wait, 8,000 extra? Yeah. Six approximately? Yeah. Oh God. That's a lot of money. That's a lot in Kaso. So I'm you? doing freelance on the side throughout that summer to get enough money. But it still wasn't enough. Oh God. So I'm just... Freaking out. And actually, I didn't have any projects aligned that summer. So I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So she comes back by like almost the end of August. At that point, I've already connected in my mind. God has not made this part mm. for me. Because mm. I was like, if it was for me, I would have already found a way through it. Mm. But since it's not, I'm not going to dwell on it. Mm. So in my mind and heart, I've already like given it up mm. and made my peace with it. Oh my god! I know. So, so I was like, so everyone is crying for me because they're like, <laughs> you were so dedicated. Like, yeah, you made it out there mm. and pushed through. Your first. How? Year. Yeah. How are you? Like, how's this coming to an end right now? And I was like, Qadr of Allah, it's something mm. God. I can't. Mm. Yeah, I've done. More than what I could do. I can't do no more. Mm. So my mom, she tries to take a loan from one of my aunties for me. Mm. I'm like, everybody stop. I, in my heart, <laughs> heart stop. I'm like, wow, I'm going to let it go. Suddenly, 10 days before the first, mm. I start to freak out. It's like as if my nuff. My yes. soul has waken up. Yeah. And it's like, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Your soul refused. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I did pray to Allah and say, if it's going to be hard, let it be hard, but let me get through it. Mm. So I was like, so this is me. Maybe this is the push Allah has given me to get through it. So I was like, I called everyone I knew. And do you know how embarrassing? First of all, was this the shout out to my Somalis? Stop making it embarrassing for people to call you when they need money yeah stop making that embarrassing do you know how many you know norwegians and pakistanis this is how they survive they'll lend each other money so mm. that they can buy a house so that they, they can prosper in mm. life mm. but us somalis we embarrass each other every time we need money culturally it's um, yeah and that is such a damaging mm. thing mm. Because you would think I was saying, yo, I'm going to move to Egypt. Mm. Let me lend some money. Let me yeah. let me get some money mm. from you. It's, mm. it's not as if I was trying to borrow money for some foolish little thing. It was for my degree. It was for mm. Your future. my future. That's kind of like an investment. Mm. But so I was like hitting up a lot of people. Most of my family were cool but some distant cousins were like oh no we can't but why would you get yourself in a situation like that you should have planned your money you should have and i was like if you already have that mindset don't speak to me no more because i planned 
that's wrong that's wrong I to say and then you have to be like make excuses you have to tell them like by the way this is like they put yeah. you in a position where you have to explain yourself but you have to tell them yeah listen um i did plan and whatnot but it's just that this happened yeah, and this why happened. would you make me feel yeah, guilty you have to in a situation a where i'm already in. stressing mm-hmm. and i'm at my ends but you're mm-hmm. making me feel more guilty about being in that situation mm-hmm. i was like so many people did that to me but situations like that makes you you know um see who is yeah so i gonna cut be out a there lot of you. people yeah that time Difficult times you know and i haven't spoken to certain people ever since then if you're wondering why i haven't spoken to you since then because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give me that money because you ain't run me my money <laughs> and now that i'm out here you're trying to chill with me but you weren't a part of what got me here <laughs> Stop tell them sis tell them, let them hear it listen so i call everyone I tell one of my friends, borrow money from your auntie. Mm. I tell everyone, I'm going to give you the money because I planned it out so that mm. the second I start school, I'm going to give that back to everyone. Mm. And the money I get in January, I'm going to pay for the first semester. Mm. And then I'm going to just do my freelance all of the second semester mm. and pay for it. Mm. So I had it planned. Mm. I just needed people to give me money. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was running around, running around. And the thing is, some money came from a person. They said, I can never tell anyone mm. because it's a person that that was in my career, mm. that was in my field, mm. that I was studying it to be in. Really? Yeah. And they didn't even know me like that. But who's, they were like, who's that? Who's I can't who's say it. They said, take it to the grave. <laughs> who's that? No. Nah. First, was that guy? No, 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 no. no. Okay, so go. It was a woman. It was a woman. Look at women supporting our my me- Like, back then, I could have called her a mentor. That mm. would also be a bit wrong. Mm. But either way, so she helped me with the last part. That's how much she wanted me to go to school. Wow. So I get all the money. Alhamdulillah. Mm. It's August. The thirtieth. Oh gosh! At night, August the thirty first is when I get the last money. Mm. So in the morning, I have to run and put everything in Mm. by cash. Some of it was cash, and someone was in my account. So I'm running around, pay it off. Mm. It's the first of August. No, it's the first of September. Mm. I send an email. I'm like, I know it's the first, but I already paid. Mm. He's like the receipt. He's everything. Mm. They're like, okay, cool, you can come in. Mm. First thing I did. Hit up loan, ma'am, sirs, give me my money. They yeah. said I got in. Yeah. Week later, I get my money. Two weeks later, or something, I pay everyone off. Now I'm in a new battle. Yeah. Okay, I got in. Yeah. But well, now I have so much money. Yeah. That I also need to pay for my second semester. Yeah. How do I do that? I, 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 lucky. I worked so hard on my freelance and my schoolwork. I actually dipped a little bit in and out of my schoolwork. That semester, my mm. first semester, second year, because mm. I was stressing so much about how am I gonna pay for next my semester. next semester. Wow, and that's so, a luxury like I don't, I have, I don't think about, you know. Yeah, going to a free school—it's something that most students here in Norway do not stress about. Yeah, and this a luxury, guys. We have to admit that a lot of people in the UK stress with this every day. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I was legit in the same boat as like my UK brothers and sisters out there. And and the thing is, like, I was raised, like, 
my dad is in the picture, but at that time he was working and he was getting sick because he was working and I like up in the mountains with mm. trucking mm. and and the air there was like getting to him. Mm. So he wasn't working that much at that point. Mm. And well, yeah, my mom, she has been like, she's been sick because she felt a couple of, no, she felt like two years. Um, I think my first year and broke her arm. The wrist snow yeah so they had to open her and her bones wouldn't like go back together so they had to put in something to hold it mm. so she can't work she has like a big scar in the middle of her arm which is like so it's like I there's a lot she, of things going on you know yes I knew she wouldn't help I knew she couldn't help me mm. not wouldn't mm. and I don't like it's that whole like Somali thing where you don't want to ask for help it's, you never want to reach out to people and be like, oh, I need help. I'm stressing with this or I'm stressing with that. Mm. So well, I think that, like, my first and second year, that's when my relationship with Allah strengthened because mm. I felt so alone. Mm. I was like, now I'm in my second semester. Mm. Now I have a lot of things to figure out. How am I going to do this? Mm. And I couldn't apply for work. So, like, at that point, I couldn't start working because... It was my second year, and I told you, like, this was a diploma you finish at your second year. Mm. So, which means your second year is, like, your third year. You have so much work to do. Mm. So, I was stressing with that. Couldn't find a job. And I'm, like, so many things are going through my mind. Mm. Mm. So, I was dipping in and out of my um, first semester, my second year. And then, alhamdulillah, I was like, you know what? I need to get it together. If I'm going to, like, graduate and have good grades, I need to get it together. So my first semester, my second year, I wasn't that good. And then in January, we had, like, this lady come through and be like, oh, you guys can, by the way, apply for England. And if you go there one year, it would complete as a whole degree. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, wow, why not? And that, when I thought, okay, maybe I can do that. So I was spoke to, speaking to her and she was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable with you leaving. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, but like there's still a couple of months left until I can apply. So I was doing everything, like getting my uh, recommendation letter, everything in order mm-hmm. so that I could apply if it came to that. But then I was also stressing with, okay, I have to finish my exams. I also have to do a lot of freelance, mm-hmm. enough to get enough money mm-hmm. to pay for that. So, alhamdulillah, I've got some money here and there. Did a lot of, like, freelance work. But it was, like, the nick of time. Mm. The nick of time. <laughs> By the time it was, like, July. Mm. And I've already applied for England. Yeah. And you get the answers for England in July. Yeah. But you need to send your diploma yeah. that you've graduated. And I couldn't send that because I hadn't paid. Oh, okay, I see. Because I was still, like, trying to, like, finish my freelance work so I okay. could get enough money to pay okay. and get my diploma. Because I already graduated. I already it's had a above a C. situation. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I already had above a C. So I've, I've already done my work. Mm. But now I'm, like, sitting. Just that stupid, you know, paper. Yeah. Just to show them that. you. And I was, like, waiting and waiting. And alhamdulillah, when I finally paid. And they sent me everything. I sent it to England immediately. Mm. And then I hear that for England, when you apply, you have to pay 2,000 Norwegians, 200 pounds. 
apply. So I just spent all my money, if, especially if you're applying from the Norway. So is that for like just application? Just to yeah, give just application. application. Wow. I didn't know that. I know. Mm. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, I didn't know that. You have so to now pay I've paid everything off. Mm. And now I have two grand. I have to also pay off. So I was like, I find, either way, I get some money, I pay it. And then they say to us, oh, by the way, like, you don't get loan casa mm. until, like, you get there. What do you mean get there as in move there? Yeah. Which means, how am I going to get money to pay for my ticket? How yeah, am I going to get money places to get there? there? Yeah, how what? I get... And the thing is, the accommodation, if you're going to stay there, which means you have to pay for those days, you're going to stay there extra. And we were going to stay there a couple of days extra, which meant we had to pay £200. And then we also had to pay for our flight ticket. So again, more money from where? Girl, oh, you've been there. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit. Wow. So, alhamdulillah. You'd just be an accountant by now, you know? Like, hi. <laughs> like, you know so much about economy and saving now sis, and budgeting sis, by now. Sis. Now, what I do is put money in my savings. <laughs> wow, that's something I should also learn. Legit. No, the thing is, I do spend frugally, mm. but I always make sure that I know what my next paycheck is looking like. Okay, yeah. if I spend frugally this month, okay, next month, am I getting a lot more extra money from other places that I don't know of? Mm. Cool. Am I? Then spend whatever you're going to spend this month. Wow. That's how I live. But now I have that luxury. Okay. I have that luxury. I have now. not that thinking. My thoughts are <laughs> not there yet. So there's lots of things that have to be learned. So now I have that luxury. So I have that we get to England. My days. Oh, he gave me some pounds she had. Mm-hmm. So I'm like shopping here and there, waiting for Lorna Casa. Mm. Lorna Casa drops. Worst thing that ever happened to us. What? What happened during that time, the Norwegian economy was so low and the British economy was really high. Mm. So the pound was high and the Norwegian um, corona was really low. Mm. So where we were supposed to pay 600 pounds, mm. we ended up which would be like 62, 63,000 Norwegian or something. We ended up paying 72,000 Norwegian for that one semester. Wow, so that's on 12,000 extra, approximately. And the accommodation that was supposed to be like 25 grand or something ends up being like 30, 32, 33,000 Norwegian kroners. That's a lot. So now we pay an extra in loan because it's like, oh, we see that the, the um, valuta went up. Mm. We're going to, that extra money, we're going to take it off your loan. Sir, forget my loan. I don't need to be saved in the future. Save me, me now. 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 Oh, man, I need now. money now. Yeah. Give me the money. Mm. But he didn't run us the money. So suddenly we're all broke. Mm living very frugal going to a school what, what? living how no, just Lidl. i'm living on Lidl. <laughs> that's the thing about uk though it's, it's really cheap yeah you know? the food is very cheap mm. but it's like there's no shopping there's no get you some new clothing there's no none no, of that none of that it's stay humbly at your crib yeah it was in the 
Legit, it's rice at home. Live that lifestyle. <laughs> wow it humbles you like. it humbled me and so the thing is like my second semester some things happened with my family again mm. and that's the worst thing about somalia is like right now with like the hospitals mm. they don't offer a lot of help so you have to travel and my grandma was having like big kidney stones that were really bothering her mm. and she would have to travel back and forth mm. and i knew at that time boy you're um, was by herself because my brother big brother moved out and he was in another like place mm. and my stepdad went back to sweden because mm. he had to fix some some of his papers and mm. like legal things over there yeah, things are going so on she was by herself mm. completely mm. and i'm the one that usually helps her mm. so i was like you know what i'm sending you some money that you I, don't have that i don't have <laughs> so i found myself a job as a healthcare worker. Wow. So now I'm working as a healthcare worker mm. and you're getting eight pounds an hour. Nothing. My back is breaking. And also am in wow. my last year of uni. Have you been there? Have you been there? You know what the hustling life is about. Writing my thesis. Wow. While also working on the download. And the thing is the second I got my job, I was like, listen, Hoya, I know you were supposed to send me money. But I already know, like, you ain't got nothing to send mm, me. Mm. I'd rather you take care of yourself and not stress about me. I got myself a job. Lag the money so they don't send me no money. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I was like, just do you. Mm. And I'm going to get out of here. So I'm working, working. Alhamdulillah. UK is hard, man. Working UK. in UK is tough, man. I it's had to get up, like, 6 a.m. The days I didn't have, like, lectures. That meant I had a lecture and I had a lot of work the day before school work. So the morning I have to get up, get on the bus, catch my shift, get done with the shift, come home, sleep a little bit, study, write my thesis. And the thing is, I was also doing creative subject, Mm. which meant you had to do a whole portfolio work. So you had to do a website portfolio. That was 30% of your grade for that subject. Mm. And then you had to do a whole um, brand um, brand. what was it? Uh, portfolio mm. for yourself. So it had to be like five subjects, five like advertising briefs mm. that you would do and complete and write a whole thing about like, why did you do this thing? Why did you do that? And like wrap that up while mm. you're doing dissertation, while I'm doing like three other, four other subjects. Because mm. all our exams was the last semester. And this is like exams wow. we haven't had in our previous year so 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 you had exams and you had thesis that you had to write yeah. at the same 10, time Ten thousand words 40 pages god how so how long so you have like a whole year ahead of you though so two semesters yeah but the first semester was an introduction and getting to know the subjects because most of the subjects were not the same as the ones in Norway. 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 So, so you're so getting like a whole new introduction. Yeah, new system. You're literally new like turning down the system yeah. and getting to And you were getting like, they were like prepping you for mm. all the ex- um, exams and assignments you were going to have for your second semester. Mm. And the I was on vacation back home. Mm. The second I landed in January, we already popped off with our exams. Yeah. And then that went on until May. Mm. Wow. Back to back to back. It's intensive that semester. Yeah. Mm. So I'm also working and I'm also having back to back exams. Wow. And I'm thinking, okay, this, <laughs> this is getting a bit hard. 
And then also Ramadan was at that time, mm. like April, May. Mm. Mm. So where me and the girl like fasting, finish our dissertation. And the thing is, my dissertation, I was doing my creative work for so long that I forgot to focus on my dissertation. Oh, yeah. So I had to do it in nine days. <laughs> <laughs> right. How many words? 10,000 words in nine days. I was on my day third and I was sending my professor a message. And I was like, yo, he sent me a message. He was like, what are you doing with your life? I was, he was like, send me what you have right now. Mm. I promise you it was like 3,000 words. And I'm on day three. So I was like, he was like, are you serious? This is it. I was like, yeah, this is it. I was stressing. Wow. Alhamdulillah. I wrote it, mm. but the problem is they set up an, another assignment. Mm. Those two thousand words. That was a case study. It was going to be on the same day. Why? Honey, sweetie, let's talk. Let's gather around and ask each other why. <laughs> but why? Why are they doing that? Yeah, why are they just so I can send that in. So I had to send it in the the coming week. And the thing is, in England, if if you are delayed with your project or with your assignment, they dock you forty percent of your grade. So you have just got 60% left to pass. Yeah, so I had to make sure that that case study was at an A level. Yeah. Do you know how hard that was? Because I also had another assignment the week after. I could That was going to be like, we had to travel to London and put like, um, uh, present it because it was like a clientele brief. Wow. So I am stressing. Alhamdulillah, I got like a B1. Mm. So when they docked me, oh, yeah. I would be like a C4. Mm. I would still be on a C. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. That's, uh, that's good. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah, I'm finished with all school. I go back home. I'm chilling with Hoya. I start to like think about my life. I was like, yo, what, what if I don't pass? Because you, you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. We were still waiting on mm. getting feedback. Grip, yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to stay all of Ramadan in Southampton, not even London, in Southampton, with not like there's no massage near me. Mm. I don't know where the massage is. Mm. I don't know nothing. Southampton, so, like you have to take the train from Southampton to London, and how far? How, how far is it? Oh like one hour, two hours? No, it's like two hours and like forty minutes. Yeah, it's like three with hours. With the express train, yeah. if you take the bus, it's like three hours and a half. Mm, I didn't know it was that far away. It's far. So imagine, now we have more things than we ever had. Mm. So we're packing our things, so we're ready to leave when we come back. Mm. So we come back for our graduation, for you with me. Alhamdulillah, I'm thinking, yeah. First of all, Zoya was running on Somali time. (laughs) She went to London (laughs) before she came to me. And I told her, come early. Come at night time. So in the morning, we, can we just sleep. get dressed yeah. and leave. Yeah. She was like, cool, cool. She didn't make the, she can't, um, she didn't make the bus. Mm. She didn't catch it at night. I'm thinking, I will go up that stairs and go across that oh. um, uh, stage yeah. without you there. Oh. I was like, I, I died. I'm going to walk over that stage oh. one way or another. Yeah. And so she, alhamdulillah, takes the bus in the morning. Mm. Nick of time, she makes it. She makes it. 
she couldn't let it, she forgot her clothing. <laughs> so she couldn't even change her jibab into the fancy <laughs> one that she yeah. planned. <laughs> she came in running to the heart. Legit. She was like, I don't look good. I was like, whose fault is that? And the thing is, we didn't know that you had to be already dressed to get your cap and gown. Mm. We didn't know that. Oh, okay. So me Thank and my friend, we wake up late because I'm stressing with Hoya and all of yeah. that. And my friend, she's stressing with her mom. Mm. She's mm. stressing with her mom and her sister. And they're there, mm. but they're in a hotel. Mm. So we're stressing with other things. Yeah. We have no makeup on nothing. You've got we go yourself. to the school. We're like, let's just grab our gowns, come back, get everything. We get ready and we put the gowns on ourselves. The school's like, no, 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 no. So we live like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 if you walk really fast. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes or so from the campus. Oh, okay. So they're like, go back. We go back. We've got our passports. <gasps> oh you have God. to show the ID. ID. So we're running back again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, actually, was it that day? I think it was a whole oh different day. Either way, so we had to go back, get dressed, get makeup on, all mm. of that. Mm. Time is running out. Yeah. We were supposed to be there at 1. It's 12.45 or something. Do you said, guys make it then? They said one is the last time for people to get their uh, cap and gown for our schedule. Mm. We get there. They were like, oh, no. That's what it says. But you can still have some time. I was like, so why y'all not tell nobody that? Why y'all have me have a heart attack? I mean, I think I think in a way it's good. Yeah. Because if it was not for that, you would have not. You have taken yeah, it. So like, you would have taken it really slowly. They pinned us down and we get our cap and gown. It's still two hours until the ceremony. Hmm? So you're just walking around the whole city <laughs> near the campus in your cap and gown <laughs> for no reason. Oh, the world has to know that you're graduating. And I was like, it's I a good thing. I would walk that. Like, I would walk <laughs> with my gown. I wish we had it in Norway. And hopefully, when I'm done with my master's, I will get it. But legit, trust me. You know me. what the worst part is? I ordered a dress, a yeah. beautiful dress. It didn't come. A month and a half before I was going to be yeah. go. Yeah. It came two days after. I <laughs> so I had to wear an H&M summer dress that I bought a long time ago. I was so mad. But I mean, the gown, you cannot So see I was like, it. you know what? Since it's already such a raggedy-ass dress, I'm going to wear brand new white Air Forces and white socks. You will see my full outfit today. <laughs> Spice it up. Just to just to make it. Yeah. So my friend was like, you know what? I'm also wearing white sneakers and a black dress. I was like, let's show the Norwegian side of us. <laughs> we don't take no graduation serious. Wow. So alhamdulillah, we have the graduation. I, my name is Awab AA. Mm. My subject is advertising. Mm. Three A's in a row. Yeah. Alphabet. Mm. Which meant I was the first one throughout the whole ceremony. To go up to the stage. I was gonna stop the ceremony no. off. Start the ceremony. Off. Do, you, do you have to like uh, prepare like a speech no. or something? No, 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 no. I haven't left. But I have to give like to the chancellor that's standing there. I have to give a note to him. Yeah. And that's he's gonna read that note off for everyone. So I couldn't lose that note or mess it up. And they gave it to me like half an hour before. Or an hour before we're gonna your start. Your life up. depends on it. And it's what like this my life like depends make it on it. Break it. Please, and it don't. says, "Pro Chancellor, I will now pronounce the graduates 
of advertising. No, 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 no. And then he says, your name. Yeah. She says, Abu, Abidur Kadir. <laughs> I'm like, sir, it's my day. You could have put respect on my grandfather's name. You could have put respect on my name. But alhamdulillah, I get off, I get off the stage. Mm. Somali parents don't ever show emotions. No. So I don't see my mom. I see her after the whole ceremony is yeah. done. And the thing is, you have to wait a whole hour and sit there. We were the first ones, but you have to wait for all of the classes that were in the same time frame mm-hmm. to also go up and be done. Mm-hmm. So you just sit in there. Yeah, it's tiring. So everyone, you have to wait for everyone. I so tired. I know. And then when you leave, you go out to the quad, and then everyone is taking pictures, mm-hmm. and some people take pictures of you. So my teacher comes up, mm-hmm. the guy that was stressing me when I was writing my dissertation. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. <laughs> if Mark. you're listening to this, Mark. I dedicated, I dedicated my dissertation yeah. to him and Hoyo. <laughs> Mark said I was like legit he did. And so I was like, yo, Mark saved me. So he comes up to me and he says to my mom, he was like, Your daughter is a legend. And then he's kicking cacao with my mom. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> And Hoya is such a Somali, she's, she's laughing to the side, not making eye contact or having any conversation <laughs> with the man. And, and he was just chit chatting. And like, he's chatting, and I'm like, Hoya. <laughs> well, I've learned that. That's funny Somali culture. I still don't understand that where that culture comes from. I don't understand that. And my friend's mom, she's really Gambian. So yeah. she dressed better than all of us. <laughs> she had gold on, she had rose gold. She dressed up. It was like a prep for her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so, alhamdulillah, I graduated, had everything set up. And I come back to Norway. My teacher, um, uh, her brother, I did some freelance for him my first mm. year. Mm. And he, this is why I'm saying, telling you, freelance is going to save you. Because when you do such a remarkable job and beyond more than what they paid you for in the beginning, they're going to remember how good you are later on down the line so he calls me he's like effing might need a effing someone there mm-hmm. might need a a designer effing is by the way the un mm-hmm. yeah so they might need a um, um a graphic designer mm-hmm. and he called me but, like, but, but, but before you go into that because now now you've, you've spoken about your journey you've yeah. spoken about your like studies and how what you went through yeah. your you know the economic crisis the financial <laughs> issues i mean that, that's what you you came out strong you know and a lot of people hopefully can learn this from you but before we go into that i just would like to say i know you are literally i think you're the only person that i know that and does you know creativity in this field and yeah. Somali black Muslim young woman like legit I don't know another person legit yeah. I don't know <laughs> they might exist out there but I don't yeah and you probably know this community more than I do so you face lots of obstacles and those are the like the obstacles that many people um get afraid you know to they get afraid to just go through this yeah. and therefore they don't take their studies they don't take this to career they don't choose it because yeah. they don't want to meet these kind of obstacles you know um before we go into you giving them you know advice or anything i just i want to know because right now we're in the midst of black lives matter you know movement um it's so, somehow died out a lot of people are not posting I about don't know it anymore why. 
And if you don't, and I already you did, said it, that was gonna you happen. Should, you should feel, yeah. I remember you posted a video. You should feel <laughs> really, really like guilty. Um, I would like to. I would like to know how how is it how is it working in Norway as a black hijabi woman in the freelance world, yeah. doing advertisement. It's the thing is, it's really that hard. That course was long. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was really long. No, because like oh, my first year at uni mm. my second semester we had a we had a project with um uh, the people that were doing the marketing for bad guns mm. and we did this me and Jeet and Arba we had this campaign mm. where it was going to be people of the main focus was going to be because they wanted an ad that was going to be on like Vega and all, all of these like social media boards mm. And, and Bagans is a very, yeah, very big um, but also brand. Very, yeah, but also like, very Norwegian and very mm, white brand. Scandinavian, to be honest. It's about yeah. Scandinavian. So um, we wanted to like, so we did research for two weeks before, like a whole week before we sat into the mm. project. Mm. And we were trying to like show that um, people of color, especially people with the multicultural background, mm. also spend a lot of money mm. on the, with the clothing. They want to look hip. They don't care about the price tag. There's a whole market you can reach out there. Mm. And we also wanted to show that a lot of young people of color actually do um, snowboard, do go out and ski, and are very nature-loving because they grew up in this country. Mm. So that was our whole strategy. So we had 200 people do a survey for us. So we had numbers backing Mm. up. Statistics and show everything, yeah, yeah. Backing up our whole ad. Mm. so they wanted the ad to be like a very catching that would be out of like the ordinary for bad guns mm. and that would have that shock factor mm. so we had this like some like this muslim girl but you didn't see she was muslim mm. you see this badass girl mm. snowboarding doing her thing mm. and when she stops she takes her helmet off mm. she would just have a hijab on mm. and the whole tag tagline would just be and um, bad guns mm. we just say bad guns on top of it mm. it, didn't, it wouldn't say like what it was mm. you would only know what she was promoting mm. if you pressed on it mm. so that was the whole thing and when mm. you pressed on it you would see the collection that part we didn't think that much through how you, how we would show yeah. the collection yeah. but that was not so stressed because we could figure that out mm-hmm. but it's a good idea though we think about so it. that was the whole yeah. thing catch people's attention eye-catching it is uh the guy said to me um that was the head of this whole thing um i don't know if i'm actually allowed to speak on it but ain't nobody signed me and no nda so i'm gonna speak on it (laughs) just (laughs) tell your truth ain't no nda in here yeah so we signed like so he says to us after we present our idea, and this is like two classes, it's our class and um, Interactions Design, mm-hmm. Interactive Design, mm-hmm. they were with us because they had the opportunity to also do some things mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. He sits in front of everyone, why are you pushing your agenda? What? Because I'm a hijabi. What did he say? Why are you pushing your agenda? What agenda? Who you are? Yes. Yeah. What you are? He said, you're not supposed to include yourself in the ad. He was like, you're supposed to be subjective. He's like, Norway is very um, homogenic and it's not ready for this type of advertising. And I had numbers, I had facts, I had things that backed everything. 
we legit backed that up so well. But he was like, no, this is not like. So he was telling us that Norway is too homogenic and it's too Norwegian and it's not ready for this. Mm. And that's like really heartbreaking to hear, especially in front of all your peers. Mm. But that was also the reality. Mm. And I remember after that and everyone left. And um, most of our classmates, they came up to us and they were like, listen, we really liked it. Don't listen to him. And then my teacher was like, he was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He was like, because no way is so homogenic, this is why we need a change in communication. Mm-hmm. This is why things need to progress and move forward. And like, when you're in advertising, you always go to communication agencies and see how they do things. Or you go to like client briefs just to get a like a feel of it while you're still in school. None of them had any employees that looked like us. You know, um, it's, 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 it's just, guys, this is a widespread issue in Norway, especially when it comes to like media in general. It's just so white in Norway that if you see someone with a colored, you know, skin, you just think to yourself, wow, this is an amazing, like you just get hyped up. Um, and I remember just recently there was this um, advertisement where a mixed race child, I think, was included. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know which brand it was. Was it was it the same company? Body guns. It was basically nature um, outside outdoor clothes. Um, I think it was a Rainaki rain jacket. And the child was sitting beside a white woman, and the Norwegian uh, community exploded. It became the society. Everybody, many people in the comments were like, "This, this is not how it should be." They had something against that child that was modeling, and that child was very light, light, light skin in my eyes. I was like, "That's very light skinned child." But the only issue here is that that child was not white. You know, it was not blue eyed child. And we're talking about a child that's three years old, right, or four. Uh, that's advertising a rain jacket <laughs> in the nature. No way. God created nature for everyone. I don't know why y'all so obsessed with nature being your thing. People, black people run. Mm. Black people ski. Mm. We do everything. Mm. Why y'all so surprised when we're out there? It's like Iman Meskini. She gets asked for like a lot of these advertisings. Mm. And it's because she's been digestible through the show. They used to come at her when she was on the show, but now no way loves her and it's expect and not accepting her more. After what? After she's After been how through long? so much. But that's the thing. It's it's so like, she had to even, uh, by the way, guys, Ivan Muskini is a Norwegian actress. She's a half Norwegian, half Tunisian. So she's very light skinned. She carries um, hijab uh, in different styles, you know, sometimes in turban, sometimes in hijab. And she's really an amazing woman. But the thing about it is that um, the thing is that um, she she's a very unique person. And when she wore the hijab in the Norwegian TV series Scum, yeah. a lot of people started to talk about it because it sort of portrayed that hijabis have a personality. Yeah. Wow. They have hobbies. They can actually love guys. They can yeah. fall in love with a man. Um, we're humans, guys. We're normal human beings, <laughs> and we do love. We do hate. We do do things, and we do mistakes. And it's just I don't know. Do people think that the second you put on a hijab, it's like a programming? You have to suddenly the, the woman shuts yeah. down. Yeah. And just I becomes like this idea. propaganda. Yeah. Of just 
You totally. become something else. And I feel like just having Iman Moschini as a, you know, a, an actress in that TV series, yeah. a lot of Norwegian around the whole, you know, like Norway have become comfortable with seeing a hijabi. Yeah, but they've been, com- been comfortable with seeing her. In a way, actually, I have experienced that she has opened up lots of yeah, doors. Yeah, she has opened she, up for a lot, a lot of, of younger people. At university have approached me. They felt more comfortable talking to me. Yeah, hundred percent. And they just started speaking to me and saying, "Yeah, do you know the Imam Muskeen? I'm like, yeah. "I know that. That's like that." <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, come again? Like, do you know her? I was like, "No, I don't personally know her, but I do often like do know of her as much as you do. Yeah. I've seen her on the screen." And they're like, "Oh, okay, but yeah, like, do you do you like do you feel tempted to like fall in love with guys sometimes?" Excuse moi. What There's is a, a marriage, sir? What There's is a, a guy marriage? that asked me that. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a white guy that asked me once. He was literally speaking what to me about marriage? that marriage? Is a marriage? And I was like, in love with someone? yeah, I do. I sometimes crush people walking down the street. Guys, because I'm a human being. I'm a woman. I'm attracted to men. <laughs> what do you expect? So it was really, it's really like funny. <laughs> Because to me, we see ourselves as normal human beings, but we, we don't. Because because we are. <laughs> Let me just show you guys. But people, or the Norwegian society, or the bigger society, see us differently. And the yeah. guy that was telling you um, that you're trying to push your agenda, he sees you differently. He doesn't see that you can actually do, you know, snowboarding. He cannot yeah. see you guys doing hiking. He cannot like imagine that. And that's what you are trying to, you know, sort of portray and tell the bigger society that. Listen, get used to but people like that. I don't want you to get me wrong because this was not my only experience. And this was like, this was the biggest one in Norway. But I faced the same things in England. Every time mm. we went to these agencies, mm. I would only see one black person working. Mm. And most of the times it was the receptionist. Mm. A big agency, advertising agencies. And mm. that is so weird because like when we, when you do research, it says like most of, the trends of today, top 10 of them always comes from Black Twitter. Mm. They say that Black influence is like a halo effect. It spreads through it everyone. Is. It is. So that tells you that the market group they are reaching is mm. us, mm. but we're not there making any decisions on how to speak to us. Mm. And that's why a lot of advertising, especially Norway, is such a hit and miss. Mm. Mm. They miss most of the times than they do here. Mm. When Sulu had a commercial app a long time ago, and it was like this Somali mom and her daughter. But the Sulu is a Norwegian um drink, or yeah, like it's almost like a Fanta. Yeah, but it's Norwegian thanks. So. Yeah, so they were like having this like advertisement where this daughter was running in. She was like, "Mom, can we have um tacos for tonight?" Friday night, I remember. Yeah, that and the mom is like, "No, we'll have." No, we'll have something, something. And then the girl was like, oh, no. And the mom was like, laughed. And she was like, no, no, it's taco. It's taco Friday. Of course, we're going to have tacos. They, It was like... They were glorifying the way... My culture. mom <laughs> Sorry. would never be like, we're going to have taco Friday. Seriously? No, no, but I'm saying like the way we would say about yeah. it, the way we would go about it... It's too different. It's yeah. too different. Like... They just put us there for mm. inclusion. Mm. That's not how we act. When, because they had a, a like a long series of like of that advertisement, mm. and one of them was like a Polish guys that were working. I remember, and that was so weird because it was racist. yeah, because like the per, the Polish men were speaking in Polish. They weren't even speaking in Norwegian. Mm. So again, 
why are they speaking in that Polish. native tongue? Yeah, and why but, can we not speak now? Yeah, again. Because we speak in Somali when we are The thing is, it's also the prejudice that Polish people don't speak in Norwegian and they come here for work and they just leave. Because the men the were, behind it. Yeah, so the men were at a building site with their building clothing. Mm-hmm. They were not at home. They were not at a bar. They were not living like they lived. It was just like the stereotype of this Polish man. Mm. And I was like, I was like, why are we so used to subpar advertising mm. directed to people? Of they're like, forcing, they're forcing the stereotypical yeah. picture, sorry. And that's where a person of color comes in. This is and where we have to correct them. You know, how many times have blackface come up? In photo, last year when they used a Norwegian girl to depict to depict freedom for hijabi. Yeah, and they saw had the song Rita Farrell Williams song Freedom. You know, in the background, I'm just thinking, listen, when you guys were talking about the homosexual guys, it was portrayed correctly because you have homosexual people in these fields. Um, let's say what what else was it? There was so many other people in categories. They had all these people behind scenes, but. You probably didn't have a hijab there to yeah. tell you this is a bit negative. And how hard yeah. would it have been to get one? Or just and get an advice or ask the you know the that would hijabi the, community. Like, just like they audition everyone else, mm. and uh, in hijabi mm. would not have been that hard to get. Yeah, exactly. So like that's what I mean by advertising is such a mess, but they don't get why they're missing. It's like whitewashing in is like, Hollywood, you know. That, that's where one of the reasons like why I started my new company mm. is to teach like the advertising like the communication world that when you speak to people of um, a multicultural background with uh, people of color know that we have generational um, uh, like gap or yeah a generational yeah. gap yeah. so know that the way you try to advertise to my mom is not the same way you can advertise to me correct it's not the same language you speak mm, with mm. and the thing is like i know that if i'm gonna ever get into the advertising world and criticize them i would have to do it as a consultant i they would never let me be within the office mm. and be that way mm. i would have to actually come in and be like listen mm. this is what i actually like specialize in mm. so that's why like for me ever since i went to england one thing i've focused on and trying to specialize in is culture and intelligence, mm. how to speak to culture mm. and how to approach culture. Because mm. like people need to understand Muslim culture is more than Eid. It's more than Ramadan. Ramadan. Yeah. So stop just making that our advertisement. Every and time it's, not, to, it's like, not the same. Yeah. And it's, and not, it's the not, same. not the same. Ramadan is not the same for someone who's from Morocco and someone who's from Somalia. No. I don't know. Who, from... First and foremost, Coca-Cola. Anybody drink that? Muslims drink Pepsi Max. I don't know who lied to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I drink gold. What are you talking about? Most people, oh most my Somalis, God. drink Pepsi Max, Sprite, Fanta Exotic. Yeah, Sprite, yeah, that's true. Fanta Exotic? Yeah, Fanta Exotic. They <laughs> love that. They love that thing. I know. They love Fanta Exotic. It's like they would choose yeah, that drink so over like, any other drink. And the thing is, like, Coca Cola, which is like that company. Mm. Every time it makes that. Like, you know that Coca-Cola, there was a boy, I don't know, a Somali boy that was shooting it. The one that was done in Ramadan two years ago, 2018. Yeah. Uh, on how they celebrate it. There was a Somali boy behind it. Oh, not that one. That was separate. But the whole, when they put that machine in Usha S, 
Yeah. And they have that moon thingy. Yeah. That, they've been still talking about it at conventions till this day. Really? I, I, I forgot I forgot even what it was. Yeah. Or... And that's the thing. But in the advertising world, they didn't forget because they hit certain numbers. But of course it would hit numbers. It was an Usho S. Yeah. It was an Usho S. It was an Usho S and it had Ramadan Mubarak. Yeah. What do you expect? And it had like a countdown time until yeah. when the sundown would go. And I was thinking to myself, so you're telling me I come here, go to your machine. I have still... 10 hours left until my fast opens. But I'm going to press these numbers because y'all represented us to buy a drink that I'm going to have in my bag because I still have 10 hours to go. go. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm going to give it to them. I swear to God, I feel like that's a progress. It's a step forward. Yeah, the fact that progress, we are still like, being wished happy Ramadan, I think but that's the thing is, everyone that worked inclusive. on that campaign yeah. was very white. The people that still talk about it, are very white and the they think they reached that yeah, the marketing department of coca-cola is very white so it's like it's very like how can y'all like inclusion they are misunderstanding what inclusion is hmm. i don't want to be seen if the way you're speaking to me is not how i want to be directed at like they're narrating a story for you and this yeah. is where things become so problematic being included does not mean that you like the other day there was this tweet that was actually uh, uh that had become popular on twitter uh and they showed the model models for a certain it was a photo shoot for a, a brand or something and all of them were like melanated everyone was of a you know melanated dark skin or just you know i don't know chocolate yeah. and then you have like the cappuccino as i call it <laughs> yeah i've seen the video yeah. i've seen the cappuccino guy 100 yeah. black <laughs> coffee and, uh, guys i don't want to even talk about this is a somali joke this guy came on me uh, on on tiktok i mean but that that photo shoot the models all of them were colored right yeah and they showed us the behind scenes he was just white I know it, it was the Jacques Mousse. Yeah, something. It yeah. was that brand. It's a French, um, uh, very famous luxury brand. Yeah, but the whole team that's actually getting money, money. Yeah, that's a part of the brand. The director, white. the pro- and it producer, was like mostly white men, men, yeah, not even women. There were some women in there. So, they're so, mostly so, like so, stylists so, or like makeup artists. So. De- no, there were white men. Like the, there is um, diverse when it comes to within the white society or the sexual orientation, to say so. But there was no melanated people. I mean, yeah. excuse me, if you're telling me yeah, that w- that's what representation looks like, Legit. then you're really really not. So let's talk about like, how bad inclusion is and the way people understand inclusion. Um, when you think about like the LGBT community. There was a couple of like every year when it's Pride Month, you see big brands change their logo into the big brands. Yeah, yeah the rainbow logo. Mm. The problem with that is most of those brands pay money to right wing um, um, uh, organizations that are actually against LGBT communities. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like there was controversy. It's been controversy about it. To people, even like in that sense, inclusion does not matter because people need to understand if a brand has never spoken up for any cause, mm. but suddenly sees that the this Black Lives Matter movement yeah. is on the uprise, and if you say something and if you use a word within your brand, then suddenly you will get this influx of money because people will start to support you because they That's think how you capitalism su- works. 
Yeah, so again. that's the wrong type of inclusion mm. where you think if you just put in one Muslim, mm. then all the Muslims will choose you. But but is it not like that? To be honest, is it not like that? Don't we just get so tricked when we see people that look like us and suddenly we don't question enough about their representation? A hundred percent. But that's why, like, when um, Knight spoke about, like, the Colin Kaepernick thing, mm. Like, first of all, most Nike did that in the most perfect way because it sold a whole ideology to the African-American community and the black community that they're not selling again. Because mm-hmm. now, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement happened now, where was the Colin Kaepernick campaign? Where was all of that? Because now it has no effect on them anymore because they don't want to partake. But when it was in the beginning and the whole Kaepernick thing happened, by supporting him, they came up after two years. Did they not? Because Kaepernick, he started going. Yeah, down but at like that point, that. but that and when Kaepernick was at that point, how many football players were supporting him? How many celebrities were supporting him? How many people were writing for him? How many people were writing with him? How many people were on the street with him? There were money. He was doing it from time. There was money. But he was suddenly at a peak Mm. where everyone, like most Americans, black African Americans, with highest stature. That was exactly when Jay-Z came into the NFL and started to do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was when everyone started to put their money, black people started to put their money Mm. with Kaepernick. Mm. Mm. That's when Nike popped off. Nike was just like, listen. And Nike has like this within brand, like communication is something called like and they use like psychoanalytic theor- theories mm. and that's coming from psychology mm. so they use psychology to sell that's smart yeah so nike uses um there's this psychoanalytic theory that um carl Jung uses which is called um personalities where each brand makes the gives themselves a personality mm. and that's like wow how they want to sell themselves i didn't know that so nike always sells themselves as the hero they don't they the savior like they never put price tags on the advertising they always say just be strong and just yeah. be you do just you. go so you know, it's, just it's, it doesn't tell you what nike does for you it just yeah. tells you what you're doing you're wearing nike me. yeah you're wearing nike while you do it and yeah. that's the whole selling point yeah. Yeah. The whole selling point is that fat kid that got bullied mm. and starts to run and he's running with night trainers and he does it for two years mm. and then suddenly he's an Olympic medalist. Mm. It's that football player that at the ending line and the whole game is on the line mm. that ends up hitting that touchdown that mm. no one believed in and the rain is pouring down on him. Mm. That's that hero. Mm. Mm. That's and Nike. the hijabi? I think Nike is the biggest company that profits off hijabis in general. Yeah, because like it's so sold itself again as the hero like mm. muslim women have been oppressed by the hijab people have always put women down muslim women down for the hijab so how can we sell it we're gonna uplift them basically. yeah we're gonna uplift them the the hero the first guy that ever had that was fine with hiv that was also a gold medalist mm. nike was the first people to actually give him a sponsorship back in 1970 1980 wow maybe 60 wow he was a runner and he wore a Nike while he wow. ran around the world. Wow. First black guy, Nike, mm. Michael Jordan. Mm. Look what that empire took him. So they know by supporting people that lack a voice, mm. you're actually gaining more 
mm. by not supporting anyone. Mm. That's what Nike has always done. Mm. That's where their voice, as I was like, as the hero mm. comes in, mm. the hero that stops the bully from picking on the young kid. And they're at, they're it um, works. commercials. It uh, works. Really good. It works. Really good. While Adidas has always sold itself as the the creator. Like um, Apple, mm. the innovator, the creative, mm. the creative, mm. the authentic there's origin. No, but yeah. there's no what was the guidelines? There's no there's no stop to how where we can go in life. Mm. That's always been Adidas. Mm. So like brands, and this is the, the the thing is people do this in America and Norway, no America and England. So mm. this way of like advertising has not come to Norway yet, mm. and that's why they don't know how to emotionally and culturally speak to people mm. and that's why i know that advertising the advertising field going back to your question is so hard in norway because mm. until they start to value the individual mm. and start to shape their brands around the individual voice and how can we are we going to stand for something are we going to be the creator are we going to be this and this and that mm. they're never going to flourish within the the cult like the the multicultural uh corporation world yeah mm. around the whole world and the, the thing is like this is like the tag the tagline we use for the carney at my company mm. which is like if you don't have a multicultural strategy mm. you don't have a growth strategy that's true you will fall that's in any day field. and age in day the, and age you will fall. i believe in that i do believe in that and you have no growth like potential yeah that if you do not have any diversity or inclusion mm. or any diverse voice within your brand mm. in this day and age, mm. you will be at a standstill. Mm. You mm. won't go further. Mm. Mm. So as much as like the, the thing that I can say that will deteriorate, not deteriorate people from this field is know that that's the direction the world is going on in and know that that's the direction the field is going in. So I might have been one of the few first people, mm. but that's not how it is anymore. Mm. We are going up. And the first few people that were there are using their voice to actually make room. Yeah. So. But do you think right now, um, since the Black Lives Matter thing happened and Norway, a lot of people actually supported it, surprisingly, for the first time, uh, compared to like all the last few years yeah. when black people being killed, Norway just didn't even speak about it. Yeah. And this became a worldwide movement right now. Um, a lot of people started coming out and saying this is the right time to go for that job and use the black card because this I don't might... think that's gonna work because I tried to do that. Did you I try to do that? Really? <laughs> really? Maybe you knocked on the wrong door. Uh, how many doors? <laughs> how no, many doors? Like, I actually didn't do that much though, but like like one thing I'm gonna say is like now I'm being caught up in conversations with behind the scenes conversations mm. with a couple of organizations mm. and the conversation about how to include people of color mm. is up there mm. and there's going to be more open spaces for that but how long that's going to take I really don't know but what what fields should we aim at right now like when it comes to just I don't everything. think there's what, what? A, like a fit like I don't think there's like a Photo like photography, journalism, photojournalism, media. What, what? I d like, I don't know why people think that we're not creative because mm. Africa's whole background is creativity. It is. Yeah, like the way we have music, the way we have dance, food, mm. and art. 
Mm. Everything we do mm. has a creative background. Mm. Mm. So it's legit just go for whatever is your passion. Because like, if you don't go for the thing that you 100% is willing to put your all in, mm. you'll give up the first semester. Because mm. like, I went through all of that. And if I didn't believe it was for me, I would have gave up the first semester. So I would like people to jump into creativity. But imagine you're going to go through everything I went through. Yeah. Even though it might not happen. 100% People have different journeys. That's yeah, the thing. But and people imagine that you're going to go through a lot of things like that. Mm. And if you can still see yourself at the end mm. going across that stage, mm. then go for it. Okay. But now there's not like a specific um, consulting like mm. within within what was it, uh, strategy and account management, which mm. is like, again, numbers and strategy in within mm. business. Mm. Oh, that's money. There's mm. money, money there. Mm. There's good money there. Mm. And that's within, again, creative work. But consultation, I feel like it's for people who are in their 40s, you know, people who are in their 50s. People no, because again, I'm telling you, like... We're in a new age, mm. and they don't know how Twitter works, and they mm. don't know where the trends are going, the forecast, and mm. they don't know none of that now. Mm. The way they used to predict trends and the way they predict trends today is not the same, and it's easier for us because we have easier access to that. Yeah, we live it. We live in social. We media. live yeah. in it. So, like when I there was a couple of consulting agencies that I've seen, and most of the people there are like underneath, like under thirty. You wow. might have the CEO be like 45 or 50. That's how I imagine it. But wow. people are younger. Mm. And the thing is, like, especially if you um, take design, UEX design, oh, that's that's a good field. What's that? That's people that make, like, the icons for, like, social media, the, like, the layout, like... Yeah, <laughs> I'm really not guys okay but it, the people that know yeah, yeah. go that path mm. if that's something you can see yourself with um, uh, so graphic design right now is such a complex you know world a lot of people are yeah. doing a lot of youth are doing but that. the thing is if you're ever going to take graphic design plus graphic design with illustrations because now these days companies expect more than just graphic design mm. they expect illustrations they expect coding or something yeah they program. expect you to know how to edit and mm. edit videos if you go into social media they want you to know how to do uh, photoshop premiere pro they want you to know beyond than what people was expected to know 10 years ago mm. so it's crazier now than ever mm. but um communications is also a good field these days what do you do with communication like it is like mostly strategy how do you, what voice do we want to use on social media? What voice do we want to use in our newsletters? Like you just create the voice and you use it on different platforms and you okay. create a strategy It goes around that. Okay. Wow. That's, I feel like we talked about a lot of things, but <laughs> we need to wrap it up right now. Um, what would you advise, um, you know, with the minority or ethnic community here in Norway? Don't, drop your culture and your background mm. in order to fit in because mm. that's the one thing that's going to be your selling point that you are different that you have a bigger cultural background and people really need to sell their cultural background because mm. having a cultural background means you have a broader uh, understanding of pe other people definitely so people really need to use that mm. 
use the fact that you know people with a Pakistani background, you know people with Somali background, in, that that influence that your who you are and your growth. Mm-hmm. Use that to always be your selling point. So like don't don't think that where your background is and who your family is and where you're from is actually gonna minimize your potential and your opportunities in life. Mm-hmm. It's actually gonna maximize it. That's your that's what makes you more unique than all in Urman. Like the white boy next to you. That will, that's what's gonna push you even further because you have a broader understanding of you have a lot broader of understanding. Like like I feel like growing up in Norway, you have broader understanding of the bigger society and your own background. Yeah. You've got, you know, um both sides you get yeah. to play with. So I feel like a lot of people feel down and sad that they kinda are different, but being different at the end of the day, it's I believe it's strange. your biggest selling point. Yeah, it is. It's your biggest selling point, especially like to young black girls and boys. Know that when it comes to society and especially the market world, know that your opinions is what actually drives what the colors and the design of next season is going to be. So know that your what you wear and how you are on social media affects what's going to be sold to you next year. Mm-hmm. So be a part of that change yeah so but we, we embrace need to wrap, it embrace yourself yeah. we need to wrap this up where can people follow you Awa? on uh, instagram our is so official mm-hmm. um linkedin um on linkedin and mm-hmm. facebook if y'all want me there mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and my company is called the connie the mm-hmm. plus intelligence you got something new coming up right now <sighs> I'm doing a couple of like projects, so we'll see by the end of like August, inshallah. Inshallah. And guys, this was the episode for today. I uh, hope it was not too long. Uh, you know where to follow me, of course, and uh, where to look for uh, when it comes to the new episode. Again, there's going to be a new challenge this week, so stay tuned, follow up, and please take part of it. Well, inshallah, next time I'll tell you all more stories. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>